Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. My name is Dave. I'm here with Amy and we are here to bring you all the action from day nine of Natsu Basho taking place in Tokyo, Japan. And how's the weather there? Uh, you well, haven't given us a, a weather report for a while. No, I mean, we've, we, we're getting a lot of questions about it and the <laughs> weather is available nowhere else online. So we're going to give it to you right here. Uh, look, I didn't get to look at it while the sumo was on, but after it finished up, it was, uh, 24 degrees Celsius, 75 degrees Fahrenheit. Humidity sitting at 75, so Mm. I wouldn't quite say it's lovely. There were some showers around Tokyo today, so typical weather for this time of year as we move towards summer. Oh, I was thinking about it because I saw that Terunofuji in particular I saw looked really sweaty today. That was... He did? A bit red. Yeah. Well, obviously, the uh, the rooms there are climate controlled. I think it's probably to do with the intensity of his preparation. Yeah. Being Yokozuna, perhaps. The doors are open, though, in summer, aren't they? Uh, no, in. I think you'd need... Um, well, as a COVID precaution, they were leaving the doors oh, yeah. open at Kokukikan, but now them. close it up, baby. <laughs> and in fact... Um, as our uh, Sumo Mainichi correspondent, Robert, told us, in many ways, all of the COVID restrictions have been lifted at the Sumo. But one remains is that in the commentary booths, they still have the clear perspex partitions. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's the one remaining thing that I can see. Now, on the other side of the partition today was an old friend. Oh, it was on the NHK coverage. A very quick turnaround on this one. He was just fighting a couple of days ago. Retired news came through, bang in the commentary box. It was Tochinoshin Seki with some uh, insights on today's sumo. Yeah, great to have him there. Uh, How would you describe his demeanour today? Well, he was smiling quite a bit, actually. Heaps of smiles. Quite a few laughs. I love his voice. It's so distinctive. Um, sometimes when I miss who is in the commentary box, like I miss the shot because they don't actually show a shot of them very often. It's so rare. Um, I, then I'm struggling. You know, I've started to know quite a few of their voices. I definitely know Hakuho's. I know Manumi, who is also in the box Kakuryu's. today. Kakuryu. yeah, because he doesn't say that much, although he's starting to say no, he more. he does say a lot more. He's getting much better at commentary. But Tochinoshin, I will never miss his voice. It's very low, very gravelly, and I can even understand a little bit of the Japanese. So, yeah, it was great to have him on the broadcast today. Really cool. Certainly was. Uh, let's jump in to the action from day nine. We saw Ryudan and Asaniyama. This caught my eye, this bout. It was a very, very good bout. It was, wasn't it? Two boys in black. Uh, it seemed as though Asaniyama, out of the touchy, I had to chase Ryudan a little bit. Ryudan, it wasn't a henker, but he certainly moved around to his left. Yeah. And then it became... Uh, a battle of belt grips. Ryudin kept his hips so far back. He knew that he couldn't let Asaniyama get that other hand on. It was kind of old style Ryudin, wasn't it? Because we used to always talk about his hips and that angle that he'd always get himself on. But we haven't really seen it as no, much. Not since his comeback. But today we saw it in all the yep. glory. Hips were at the right angle. Yep. This made Asaniyama, he needed to lean forward quite a long way to even hold on to the belt grip that he had. 
Uh, Asaniyama kept attacking, eventually found both hands onto the belt. But what an effort by Ryudin as he was taking, as he was being taken towards the Tawara. He dug in, tried to reverse this throw. Yeah. I took a big inhalation of breath, but Asaniyama crushed him down there. It was a really, really great bout for early on the card. It was great. And I thought, too, that Asaniyama was going to lose his second in a row after losing to Hokuseho yesterday, Ryudan, just with that real pressure the whole time and staying close to Asaniyama. I think this is um, possibly even the hardest that Asaniyama has had to work this whole time. And great to see Ryudan looking uh, looking a little bit back to normal as well. Yeah, so Ryudan, three and six on day nine. Asaniyama, congratulations, Kachikoshi for you, eight and one. The crowd was extremely happy with that. And then they got to see Onosho take on Hokuseho. Onosho, he doesn't mind a bit of a stare down at times. One of the smaller rikishi really taking it to one of the biggest ones. He, he messed about. He didn't want to go down. He sort of stepped around, faffed about the, the touchy eye. And, and he does that thing where he, he separates the cigari and just holds yes. it there for a while before he goes down. <laughs> I, I loved this extended preparation from Onosho. It really said to me, he knew that this touchy eye was important yeah. and the first millisecond of this bout was going to uh, really matter. And particularly against someone like Hokuseho who goes down so early. <laughs> he was literally ready for about 30 seconds beforehand. Felt like Onosha was preparing for something and what he was preparing for was to come out of that touchy eye like an absolute bullet. It was so fast. I loved it. If NHK, or maybe they did have it on the broadcast, we didn't watch the NHK broadcast tonight. We took the Abema replay. Uh, I wonder what the force of this one would have uh, registered on their meter. Yeah. Big high. clap. Uh Hogaseho responded so well, though. Yeah, he knew what to do. I think he's really watching his opponents off oh, the touch so yard. So true. Because he knows that they're watching the tapes. He knows that they have to have a plan off the touchy eye. He knows that it's either going to be trying to twist him around, get him off balance, come at him hard. And so actually... He's shown better sumo by having to respond to that. What he did today was just reach down, clap a hand on Anoshel's belt and turn around and help him out. Well, it wasn't even though he reached – his hand was in the right spot to me. Yeah, his hand was just there. It was there. Right. And yeah. I was so impressed by this. As you said, correctly watching uh, the Onosho touchy eye, which was hard to do because he was moving yeah. like it red really lightning across the uh, doyo there. Yeah, I thought this was beautiful sumo from Hokuseho. And uh, we've seen, well, over the last couple of days, some sumo that's made me shut up a bit. Yeah, yeah. We've <laughs> eaten I love a to couple see it. of words. I love to see it. It's I've great still got stuff. room for more, but I've eaten a few. Yep. Hokuseho, he's seven and two. On Osho, five and four. Well, Takanosho handed Kodoshoho his makakoshi mm. today. Takanosho blasted Kodoshoho back at the touchy eye. It was pretty sad here. All Kodoshoho could do was uh, a weak pull and then take himself out. So that's makakoshi for Kodoshoho now, two and, uh, sorry, I should say one and eight at Magashira five. Mm. Not a great result for him. No, eight losses in a row. That's his second Makakoshi in a row after his 11 for Jun Yusho. The other was six and nine. And this time around in particular, he's looked like he's gone back to his injured self, which he was before that 
junior show where he was really, really struggling and went down to Juria. He doesn't seem to be mustering much <sighs> uh, to his opponent each day. So yeah. It's terribly hard to watch. Yeah, um, not great. Magashira 5, hopefully he can muster up a few more wins before day 15. Mitakumi came up against Ura. I just wanted to have a little check-in on Mitakumi today after his loss last night to Anosha, which we didn't mention, but I will now just because there was an unusual kimarite, the watashi komi. We don't see it a whole lot. It's the uh, thigh-grabbing push-down. So as you're moving forwards, you pick up – well, not pick up. You grab the back of the thigh and then push down at the same time. So – and we missed that because I went to pick up dinner yeah. during the halftime break and you forgot that the news had been on for 20 minutes yeah. and we missed it. Well, they changed channel. They changed channel. And as you were leaving, you said there's a thing up on the screen that says they're changing channels. And I went, oh, yeah, yep, yep. And might have played a tiny bit of Zelda and then played it right over Mitakumi versus Ura. So, uh, versus uh, Onosho yesterday. Yes, let's talk about Mitakumi and Ura today. He was looking better today. He... Uh, Powerfully drove forward and Ura was really low and quite passive again today. And you commented that this sort of showed to you what was going wrong with well, what Urasuma was all I, about at the moment. Ura was very, like Ura went low, took the Mitakumi charge and really dug the heels in, made himself very, very hard to move. But beyond that, there wasn't a lot on offer. I couldn't see what he was trying to do. He was mucking about with the left hand trying to do something there. Mm. But in the meantime, Mitakumi just showed raw power to slide Ura over the uh, Tawara. Good to see he's still got it. He moves to six and three, Ura three and six. And then we come to Sanyaku. Well, Sanyaku time. Uh, Komasubi Shodai up against, is it Magashira three, I want to say, Midori Fuji? Mid, uh, sorry, Magashira one. Uh, out of the touchy eye, Midori Fuji got in close, and I thought for a minute here he might be looking to set himself up for a Katasukashi, getting up in under the uh, armpits and shoulder of Shorai. But Shorai, whether he was aware of this or sometimes Shorai feels like liquid in motion, he can be very, very hard to pin down. And he was able to defend, keep Midori Fuji out of position, and then almost get under the arms and just march Midori Fuji back. He looked great. He looked fantastic. Ooh, as he took Midori Fuji over the tower yeah, yeah. today. Really good. It was like he'd taken some inspo from Terana Fuji's arm locks that he really clamped down on Midori Fuji there and pushed forward with his chest strongly forward. There was no – I mean, he was up pretty high apart Short from eye. that. Yeah. Cool. I mean, that's where he does his best work. Yeah. He loves a high center of gravity, yeah. this guy. Yeah. Well, today it worked for him. And he moves to four and five, Midori Fuji at three and six. Okay, short eye, getting there. He's getting there slowly. I'm happy about it. I still can't stop, you know, every all my feelings when I see short sure. eye fight. I'm, I'm going to feel sure. some of them. I'm letting feel myself. Kodunawaka came up against Abi, And I have to say, Arby, and I've seen a few people comment this as well, Arby seems to have lost his ability to do anything apart from move sideways at the touchy eye. And maybe he's just lost his feeling of how to how to touchy eye. It's um, strange. I think so. We're at day nine now. I know yesterday he went straight on. Yeah, but he's not doing the arm thrusts. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, even then he didn't. But I feel like every other day, and there must have been another one or two where he didn't slip to the side. But again, we saw the same thing. Yeah. And we think about when Abi made his return, it was very much that straight line sumo out of the touchy eye, all guns blazing. And we're seeing a very different ricochet here in May. 
I wonder if they're really working on his touchy eye or if he's having an absolute overhaul of his sumo style because he's not I, he's not showing up and doing his own brand of sumo every day. I can't imagine an Oyakata saying, you know the touchy eyes you were doing where you were going out straight at your opponent and winning bouts? Let's try taking a step back and to the left. Yeah. Oh, I really don't know what's going on here. It's not very attractive sumo at the moment from Abi. No, no, it just looks so different. Today it was a meet and move. It wasn't a full henker. He placed yep, both hands absolutely. on Kodnawaka's chest first and then stepped to the left. Kodnawaka did charge through. I thought he was in trouble there as Abi started to come back at him, but he was able then to step out of the way and let Abi go through to the keeper uh, over the Tawara. Yeah, great stuff there from Kodnawaka, responding well when Abi was charging in. So both of these rikishi, Abi and Kodnawaka, are on four and five. Starting to feel a bit sorry for Abi and that touchy eye. Yeah, maybe we went a bit hard. Yeah. Anyway, uh, next bout was Wakamoto Haru, Sekiwake, against Sekiwake Hoshoryu. Uh, these two coming in with a two and six record Hoshoryu's way. Mm. Uh, what did you think of these long mind games at, before they went? Well, I don't mind it from Wakamoto Haru as well. Like, I feel like usually it comes from Hoshori. He doesn't mind a stare. And he a, loves a stare. But Wakamoto Haru gave it back. He certainly did. Uh, and I was, yeah, I thought this is a real test for Wakamoto Haru. I think he lost uh, yesterday. Yeah, he did lose yesterday. Uh, and Hoshori is just starting to find his feet in this basho. When they went, we saw Hoshori go straight for the uh, the front of the belt of Wakamoto Haru. I thought this was a very interesting gambit. Wakamoto Haru here cleverly got up and under Hoshori, stood him up, took that center of gravity high. And he moved uh, Hoshori towards the Tawara. I feel like I've seen this so many times before. Hoshori looks like he's in trouble and then he's suddenly going to manufacture a reversal or I never really get the feeling Hoshori is ever out of about, especially in these situations. Mm. Well, he tried to trip him at this point and that's the way he often tries to get out of it. Well, with a trip? He, he, didn't tr tr he didn't get as far as going no. for the trip. He tried the throw reversal, yep. which we often see with Hoshori combined with a, a little leg lock to uh, destabilise his, his opponent. But Hoshori, oh, sorry, but Wakamoto Hara here had the presence to slip his leg in first, yeah. flick Hoshori and send him down to the ground. This was beautiful. I thought it was really good. I was so worried. I said it out loud, actually, when Hoshori got the hand on the front oh, exactly. of the belt. Oh, exactly. I thought, yeah. Wakamoto Haru almost looked down and was like, oh, no. <laughs> I should have blocked that. That was yeah. the bit I forgot about. I yep. worked on this side, but I didn't get this side. That's how it kind of looked to me. And then the thwarting of that foot sweep, or what did you call it, foot lock, the way that that felt to me was that Wakamoto Haru, as soon as he felt Hoshori's leg going in there, he actually stopped pivoting and just dropped Hoshori to the ground. I don't know. I think we need to have another look yeah. at this after. I, I didn't see Hoshori attempt that. I thought that was a Wakamoto Haru, but it would not surprise me at all. We know Hoshori is a downstairs specialist. Yeah. Well, the problem with the if it if it was that way, the problem with the foot sweep is that you continue on with your movement and you're tripped and you can't keep going because your foot's not there anymore because you've been tripped. Well, yeah. But but what Wakamoto Haru did that I thought to combat that was. Yeah, just stop moving and just 
almost like evacuate his arms from Hoshori and he fell down at that point. Well, I mean, you know, we're, we're this bout you can watch over and over again. Mm. There's something new well, in I it feel every like time. I, I probably should. Maybe we both should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that we saw That's a great thing about sumo though, isn't it? It happens really, really is. quick. You get a different feeling about it. You love different bits of it. And then you go back and watch it and it's something totally different again. <laughs> so... That's the joy. Yep. Uh, and whoever was wrong about that needs to offer their retirement to the oh, Sumo yes. Monichi Council, I think. <laughs> we'll report back on yeah, that Yeah, we'll tomorrow. report. We'll see how we go there. So, uh, Waka, well, I'll say Wakamoto Haru 7 and 2 yeah. steadies the ship. Yep. Uh, Hoshoryu on 6 and 3. Yep. Wakamoto Haru coming out better in that battle. And Daisho against Kiribayama was the other Sekiwake battle tonight. Daisho came out fiercely. His feet were keeping up. He was moving forward really well. Was classic classic Daisho Sumo. That's a tongue twister. Took a Kiribayama. <laughs> say that ten times. He's taking Kiribayama back to the bales, but then right on the edge, it was Kiribayama who took Daisho's full body weight onto himself and dumped him down to the side. I thought that was a clever way oh. of dealing with the Daisho charge. I thought this was so good from Kiribayama. Watching the replay from behind showed. It, it, the camera showed Kiriyama's back and Daisho coming towards mm. the camera. Just the width and the mass and the energy that was coming at Kiriyama to be able to twist on the bales mm. there. This is why Kiriyama is so good. And this is why he's probably moving to Ozeki sometime soon. Yeah, I reckon. I mean, slippery eel oh. business here, but the timing, you have to get exactly to make it look that easy. That's right. I think it's all about the. The taking of the momentum and the timing there. And it's funny because you said slippery eel there, but I, I think that that's probably not right because there's nothing like dishonest about it, is there? No, no. It's, it's very considered. I mean, some would say that you shouldn't be in that position, but you, if you're fighting Daesho, you need to deal with that. Yeah. I thought this was just sublime today from Kiribayama. That's his Kachikoshi. He is eight and two. So he's one ahead of the other uh, Sekiwako who just won Wakamoto Haru and Daisho six and three. And we should say to Kiribayama, congratulations on your Kachikoshi today. Yes. Uh, Nishikigi, uh, Magashira three-ish, I want to say. I probably should know this. I can find it. It what is, is four. Four. Oh, four. That's pretty close. <laughs> Up against Ozeki Takakeisho. Now, out of the touchy eye, Nishikigi went straight at Takakeisho. Yeah. It's hard to say whether there was an intent to push Takakeisho back. Who knows? What it did was just starve Takakeisho of any space that he needed mm. to get those thrusting attacks happening that we've seen be so effective over the last couple of days. But then Nishikigi got there and just wouldn't move back. Yeah, yeah, he didn't move at all. I was wondering where that first push of Takakeisho's went. And actually, as you said, it was really stifled, but he got in a bit of a, you know, a, a little bit of one. But Nishikigi did not move one centimetre. He looked he so, firm. so, so stable here. So Takakeisho was trying to get Nishikigi to give ground here, but Nishikigi stayed in close and then he got under the arms, just a, with a raw upper body grip, stepped Takakeisho back, back over the Tawara. This was the most unlikely win for Nishikigi. It was, but we can see the, this power from him. We don't always see it, obviously. He's often turned to the side. He's thrown down a bit. He is pushed backwards sometimes. But 
this is some great form from him today, stepping forwards and obviously got Takakesho off balance. I mean, they do say with the knees that as soon as you start going backwards, it's a real problem. Um, like it's worse than actually stepping forwards, puts more pressure on them. So I don't know if that came into play, but really Nishikigi looked looked great. He looked great. So he beat Wakamoto Hari yesterday. Today he beats Takakesho. So given that Nishikigi has spent the first nine days fighting up, I think for him to be 3-6 is pretty good. <laughs> Did lose a few at the start to Magashira 4 Ura, Magashira 5 Kimbozan. Shouldn't have lost to Ura. Shouldn't have lost to Kimbozan. No. So it'll be interesting to see how the last uh, six days of this Basho play out for the young man. Well, not so young. He's 32. Well, the... I think. <laughs> is he? Just making stats up about Nishiki. Now I want to know how. It's all about confidence. Oh, he is. He's 32. Yep. Oh, yeah, because his birthday go. is the day before yours. That's right. Huh. So the final bout of the day, the red and sweaty Terunofuji had to wipe himself down a bit. I he think was it must glistening have been. today. He was. He really was. I think it must have been hot in the stadium. <laughs> uh, May say was his opponent. Everybody super keen for this one, Maysay has uh, beaten Terunofuji two out of the uh, last four times that they've come up against each other. Have you got those stats in front of you? Oh, I can pull them well, up. Well, because I was, I saw that 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 he had beaten him a few times in the past, and I was just wondering when that was. I'm just going back through about five Nishikigi pages. No, it's no fine. Open. So yeah, I mean, 2021, 2021. Yeah, so I mean. Meisei has beaten Terunofuji twice. But all when he was returned Yokozuna. Yes. Like all recent, yeah, those yeah, yeah, 2021s yeah. are in the recent batch. Yes. Yeah. Well, so, I, well, actually, can I say also that their first meeting was in July 2011, mm-hmm. where the then Waka Misho, yep. a.k.a. Terunofuji, uh, lost, oh, sorry, beat Meisei. In Jonokuchi. Jonokuchi. Yeah. Meisei's always been called Meisei. Hell yeah. Yeah. Kept it the whole time. Well, <laughs> today, this was a fantastic bout. I can't do it justice in any description of it because there were so many components. There were I so know. many facets of it. You, If you haven't seen this, go and watch it. If you have seen it, go and watch it again, I reckon. So we saw something happen twice that we haven't seen happen once this Basho, and that's Terunofuji's opponent escaping that arm lock. Mm. What was it about Meisei's... Ability here. The chaos. It's the yeah, chaos. It was, wasn't it? He he was just so fast and so uh, always moving, I and, guess. And I think he was super aware that he couldn't let mm. that second arm get in the trap. He had absolutely watched the tapes. He'd memorised them. Yeah. He got an amazing touchy eye too. That really yes. set him up well. Huge shove off the touchy eye that really sent Terunofuji staggering. That's true. And I think that's the first time we've seen someone really throw themselves hard and at work against Terunofuji this time. And Terunofuji, he knows what to do to get back here. And what his default thing is at the moment is to clamp those arms because he feels like, and quite rightly, his opponent will often then be going for the belt because they don't want to try pushing him backwards. So he goes for the arm lock. And as you said, Maysay spins it, like pirouettes away, pulls, yanks one arm out of the lock, gets in again, gets the belt grip, pulls himself out of an arm lock again, and then he's got the hand on the belt. Terunofuji's belt was really loose here. I noticed that. Yeah. Hard to get a grip on for Meisei. He had it right up almost underneath Terunofuji's armpit. Yeah, it's so interesting that he would think loose belt tie 
I mean, that might be every day. We wouldn't know because people yeah. tend to not yeah. do much with the belt. <laughs> That's right. But, yeah, oh, Maysay just got that grip, drove forward. He's so strong. He was kind of changing his approach angle a bit and just keeping Fuji off balance, sending him. He, he was almost crouching down Fuji, trying to stop that backwards movement, but he just wasn't able to, and he was taken out for oh. his first loss by Maysay Kimboshi. Huge, huge result. Uh, Congratulations, Maysay. It's your Kachikoshi. And what a way to bring it up against the uh, formerly unbeaten Yokozuna this time around. And we saw something that we haven't seen for a long time. The cushion's raining down. Well, we saw one cushion. One cushion. (laughs) What do they say? A flood starts with a raindrop? Is that a saying? Um, I know there's a (laughs) saying like that. No, there's a saying like that, that every journey begins with a step. Yeah. That's not right either. Every <laughs> but, flood know, of cushions begins with one, one cushion. cushion. <laughs> that, I mean, I can imagine being moved like that. That was brilliant sumo. What I'm proposing is uh, an exhibition. Hmm. We know Tokyo has some great gallery spaces. Uh, Japanese TV runs NTSC format, I think, at 30 frames a second. And I figure this bout went for 20 seconds. Oh, yeah. So I, th- I think it's it's an exhibition where you print out on very, very large oh, yeah. canvases and very, very high qu- print quality. Yeah. Uh, 600 photos. Yeah. And you can wander through. and Because I, I really every frame of this bout tells a story. Yeah. Every every single frame alternatively we could do that thing where you send out the frames to 600 artists around the world and they both sorry every artist does their interpretation oh, a different picture of each frame well yeah i mean the contents of the same of the frame is consistent but the art styling which is approached i mean you could have collage you can have him well you would you wouldn't want to be mucking around with the impressionists would you uh well there'll be yeah as long as it's just one blob for each of them yes yeah, so i don't know I'd, suddenly I don't want any of this fish on a telephone kind of gear. Oh, surrealism. Surrealism, yeah. I'd rather have that than the blob, I think. Like yeah, I may true. say just as a well, what, what fish don't we, on a telephone let's, blob. Let's, you know, let's keep workshopping it. Maybe the best thing is just to print them out. Why haven't you gone into contemporary art? You're a visionary. Oh, uh, well, you know. You've just given that idea away for I'm free. Busy. You know what's going to happen. Somebody's <laughs> yeah. going to do that yeah, now. They're going to make uh, a fortune off it. My genius is a gift to the world. <laughs> Uh, why don't you take us through the leaderboard for the end of day nine? Well, I will. Meisei and Terunofuji both end up on one loss and eight wins. That was a strange way to say it. That's eight and one. They're joined by Asaniyama, who won today, so kept himself up. That Well, he now moves into the top bracket because of uh, Terunofuji's loss. Uh, then on seven wins, we have Kirabiyama, Wakamoto Haru, Hiroduumi, who won today, and Hokuseiho. I mean, Meisei has blown this Yusho race yep. wide open. Yep. He's the one giving the gift today. Thank you very yeah. much. That is beautiful work from him. <sighs> what a day of sumo. Yep. The Sanyaku really delivered. There were some amazing bouts, some amazing upsets. Thank you for joining us on Sumo Mainichi today. Tomorrow we hit double digits, day 10. Join us then for all the action. Enjoy your sumo. Can't wait. Bye. Bye.